Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2010. First things first, I have to toot my own horn a little bit first. Since this is the first show of February, I haven't had a chance to talk about my 18-plus lingerie editorial on air. By now, I'm sure all of you've seen the pics. Thank you to all those that gave compliments on my Facebook and Twitter. Well, Lane Bryan reposted the pics on their Inside Curve website and on their Facebook page. And with the link they put on their Facebook page, they wrote, and I quote, one of our favorite ladies, Shanice Lewis, editor of 18 Plus Magazine. They didn't really get that part right, but you know what they mean did a recent Cacique lingerie photo shoot. She looked fabulous and gives her secrets on how to love yourself in lingerie. Go, Shanice. And you go to Lane Bryant. Thank you for the love. Oh, my God, could you imagine if I got a Lane Bryant campaign, how much ruckus that would cause? Mm. Speaking of ruckus, Plus Model Magazine, well, Plus Model Radio, I should say, is celebrating our two-year anniversary. Yay! The press release was distributed last week with all of the exciting details. And March 1st, we will be premiering a brand spanking new website for the radio show, which I know you're going to love. And we have four new contributors for the show, which includes Madeline Figueroa-Jones, Sage Saucer, Erica Watson, and Amy Shester. In addition, we are holding a contest for a brand new theme song for the show. The one we have is great, but we've been using it for two years, so it's time to switch it up a bit. So all of you musical artists out there, start writing and recording, and the submission process will begin March 1st, and complete details will be available when the new website is launched at plusmodelradio.com. And save the date for the second annual Curvy All-Star Weekend, which will be April 16th through the 18th in New York City. The complete schedule of events will be released sometime this week, so stay tuned. But during the weekend is the Plus Model Intensive, which you can sign up for today if you're interested in that uh, workshop about plus-size modeling. And you can join the Plus Model Magazine team for the Walk MS, or you can just donate money to our cause, and you can do that today as well. Um, I'll be flying into New York, so all of you I haven't had the opportunity to meet in person yet. I'm looking forward to hanging with you this weekend. We had a blast last year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So now on with the show. We've got a fantastic show for you this evening. Coming up later on the show are Gabby Gregg from Young, Fat, and Fabulous blog, which a lot of you are real excited to hear, and Mandy Munster from Fox's More to Love. But up first is Rachel Fenimore. Attracted by all things shiny, Rachel moved at the age of 20 from Pennsylvania to attend fashion school in Chicago. There she graduated with a bachelor's degree in fashion design and a minor in life. With dreams of starting her own plus-size clothing label, in 2006, Rachel began interning for Monique C., and as a result, her jury has graced many Monique C. photo shoots. She went on to work for a respected apparel company assisting in fashion design where she still currently works today. Rachel has her own jewelry label, 
Cinemas in the early spring of 19, I'm sorry, in the early spring of 2009, she launched her jewelry label. Under the classic satire of hobby term business, she compares herself to Marc Jacobs with the ambition to work for a big fashion house while having her own label. Venomous jewelry is made for the unapologetic head turner with a trailblazing mix of risk-taking meets classic appeal. She's excited where fashion is headed and how Venomous is helping to pay a role during the plus-size movement that is currently taking place. Her jewelry can be found throughout New York City at different fashion events and boutiques, including Shecky's Girls' Night Out and Williamburg, Brooklyn's New York's Artists and Fleas. Let's welcome Rachel to the show. Hi, Rachel. Are you there? Hi, Shanice. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, it's a pleasure having you. Now, am I pronouncing the name of your jury line correctly? You, you've got it. Fanny Moss, 100%. So how did your love affair with jewelry start? Well, it started at a young age. I've always loved jewelry. And being, you know, a chubby kid, it was hard to find clothes that fit. So jewelry was really important. It's what set me apart. It gave me my own style, and it always fit. Uh, so my grandmothers were huge influences. Uh, they have great style and were always passing me their costume jewelry. So I was always wearing statement pieces, and I started making it as a kid, uh, friendship bracelets, hemp necklaces, beaded bracelets, everything, and uh, until formally trained with the proper techniques and had a quality control at all, it's just always been a part of my life. Now, how did you connect with Monique C., and was working with her your introduction to the plus-size community? No, I worked for Ashley Stewart for a good four years, mm -hmm. uh, worked my way up there as a sales associate to an assistant manager, so really acclimated myself there to the plus-size community, uh, learned what the women needed, what they wanted, and I was passionate about designing my own plus-size label. Uh, I found Monique C. while in Chicago in a WWD clip-out, uh, I put it in my journal, and I told myself when I moved to New York, I'm going to look her up, and that's what I did. I, I actually moved to New Jersey, and I started interning for her at her home office in Piscataway, New Jersey, before she came to New York. Uh, so it was a really great, you know, an intimate sort of setting, and we worked really hard coming into the city, and it grew from there. Uh, she so you has, don't work for Monique C. anymore. You two just became friends. Yes. So now, as a friend, I'm there as part of her, you know, support system during events when she needs me, I'm there, you know, and I'm also there accessorizing her beautiful dresses now because of my own jewelry line. So mm -hmm. we've maintained a really great relationship, uh, and she's been like a mentor more than anything and like a sister, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, you consider yourself to be a plus-size advocate. So what kind of advocacy do you do in the plus-size community? Well, in the community, I think by setting an example foremost that uh, you can be bold with your, your fashion choices, you know, not always having to wear black in the city. Uh, I work also nine to five for uh, a fashion company where there's a lot of thin women. Mm -hmm. So I really stand out there and I set myself apart by still accessorizing and still wearing bold colors and not being scared um, and just speaking up, uh, I think that the advocacy just comes in every daily part of my life. If I, you know, hear a joke that I don't like or, you know, just not being quiet and taking it further to uh, work with Plus Model Magazine, uh, work with Monique C., and just supporting the other plus-size, you know, trailblazers in the industry and, you know, right, supporting right. them. Tell us about your jewelry line. Uh, is all of your jewelry handmade and one of a kind? It is. I do some limited edition. Uh, limited edition, usually it doesn't go over 50 units of a, of a certain style, and those are usually linked with uh, a charity calls or, or something of that nature. But everything else is 100% original. It's never duplicated. Uh, it's handmade by me. Uh, I make everything myself in my uh, studio in my apartment, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I pride myself in finding unique, original materials. Uh, when you order something online, you'll get the same silhouette. So I change some details to make sure that it's 100% original, but okay. overall the aesthetic will look like what you see on the website. Do you feel your degree in fashion design gives you a different eye than a regular jewelry designer that makes your pieces more unique? Um, I think I definitely think so. If if anything my my training in fashion design has helped me um, use different techniques in my jewelry, like handmade ribbon and different treatments, uh, hand beading that I don't think the average jewelry designer would know because I mm -hmm. learned that in my apparel training. So I definitely think I bring something else to the table uh, because of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now tell us about the two collections you currently have um, with your jewelry line and what are the differences between the two? The two, I have Jungle Love and Vegas Glam. And Jungle Love has a lot more um, ethnic and richer colors, uh, use of more fabrics, uh, imported fabrics. Uh, I traveled to Trinidad and brought back some carnival fabrics and some plaids that are incorporated in the Jungle Love collection. Uh, and the Vegas Glam, I also sometimes call Barbie All Grown Up. It's very glitzy, it's glamorous, and it, it kind of reminds you of those earrings Barbie, you know, used to wear that mm -hmm. you just shove in her ears, like those big, gaudy, but with taste. That's Vegas <laughs> Glam. <laughs> and so what is the price range of your jewelry? I try to hit uh, a large range so everybody is accessible to everyone. Uh, it starts at $20, and it goes up to 800 Wow, $800? It does. I have a huge feather collar um, that's 600 and I have one piece that tops that that is not really out there, but it was made for someone that sold for 800 Now, um, the pieces that are expensive, is it because it's uh, more time for you to make, or is it just certain types of material it's, that makes it more expensive? It's uh, it's a little bit of both. It's the how long it takes me to make it, and then the price of the materials. Uh, okay. Just using Swarovski crystals, and if someone's ordering something, they know they can afford it. I can go a little more crazy, um, mm. and use those leathers and those crystals and feathers that are pricier. Um, and, and I love doing that. I love making these huge opulent pieces, but it's not affordable in, in today's times, and that's I do really well with my $20, $40 earrings. Right. Now, do you ever do custom design things where I say, Rachel, I'm walking the red carpet and I need something gold and orange? Yes. Do you do yes. things like that? I love doing custom pieces. I think that that's it's one of my favorite things is collaborating with other creative people. I love to see people happy. Um, if you can give me some tear sheets and sort of inspiration and you give me your favorite colors or, you know, I love pearls, I love crystals. Uh, I'm working with someone doing their wedding jewelry right now, and, and mm. she's done that just that. I'm doing her, her, her jewelry and her party's jewelry, and she's given me just those inspiration, and she, she told me she likes peacock pearls, and I'm, I'm taking it from there. So I love doing that. So would a custom design cost more than just ordering something that's already on your website? Well, it could, not necessarily, because we could work around your budget. You could tell me how much you want to spend, and I can start from there. I've done that. I work off sketches, show you a black and white sketch, and if you're in the New York area, we can even go to the supply stores together. I'm not trying to cheat anyone. You know, I only mark things up to make, you know, my ends meet, mm -hmm. so... I can work with people's budgets, that's for sure. Okay. I know your jewelry is made for women of all sizes. Yes. But yes. why especially does it work so well for plus-size women? It does because I use a lot of adjustable uh, necklaces and bracelets where I put an extra piece of, you know, chain. So depending on your neck width or your wrist, anybody can wear it, no matter how small or, or how big your wrist is, you know, it'll fit you. And I have Because the no things are, are stretchable or it's just already a larger size? It's already, a, it's adjustable, put it that okay. way. It, so it starts out small and you can make it bigger. Okay. 
I do a lot like that. And I also, if you tell me, you know, your measurements or when you place an order, you know, you can express to me that it needs to be a little larger and, you know, no extra charge, I'll take care of that. Uh, especially when I'm working directly with a customer like at a trunk show or at the Artisan Fleas flea market, I can fix things right then and there for you. So you walk away with it fitting. And would you say um, one of the reasons it works so well for plus-size women, too, is because you're a plus-size woman yourself, so you kind of make things for yourself as well? Yes, I, that's you're exactly right. I mean, I try everything on myself, and if it doesn't fit me, you know, it's it's obviously too small. Uh, so it kind of I use myself as a as a standard mm-hmm. uh, for sure, and I always have myself in mind. Uh, the plus size woman is my heart because that's me. So I she's right. always in the back of my head. Right. Now, do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for? I'm doing Shecky's in March, uh, the 11th and 12th, so Thursday and Friday. It's from 5 to 10 p.m. Um, now, what is Shucky's for those of us not in the area? Shucky's, it's the number one national uh, women's shopping event in the nation. Uh, they're in Chicago, they're in Philadelphia, they're in L.A., they're in New York. New York is their flagship location. Um, they do it twice a year, and I'm doing their spring-summer show uh, this March. I'm really excited. It's my first time. So it that's is, like a, a traveling jewelry show or something? It's a... Uh, it's a women's shopping event. They have salons there. They have clothing vendors there. Oh, okay. um, just all women's services. They have an open bar. They're really known for their free tote bags. They're filled with tons of great goodies and samples. Mm-hmm. So it's just an, it's a girls' night out, an event that women can go take off something to look forward to, and they know they're getting a deal there. Like I'll have things marked up to 50% off on my table, as well as I know other vendors do the same thing there. Okay, and so Shucky's and um, anything else? Uh, I'm at uh, the flea market in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, once a month. Uh, I missed last month due to the holidays and just catching up on everything, but I am there uh, next month in March. I will be there. Um, So you can always find me there. And then as trunk shows come up, uh, follow me on Facebook, follow my blog, and that will keep you updated on where I'm going to be at in the city. And tell everyone your official website and how to order your jewelry. Uh, my website is www.fenimas.com. That's F-E-N-N-I-M-A-S. Find me on Facebook. Uh, find me on Twitter. I'm on MySpace. And you can order directly on the Fenimas website. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Your, thank you, This is awesome. Yeah, your um, jewelry is beautiful. I had a chance to look at some in person. You and did. You it's did. really big and diva-like, just like I like. I can't wait to see you again. i got to hook you up with a piece for sure. Oh, well, I'm ready. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I'll see you in April. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And, again, check out her jewelry at com, And um, you've probably seen it on the latest Monique C. campaigns that are out, the real beautiful, unique jewelry. And up next on the show is Mandy Munzer. She's a spunky, fun-loving actress, comedian, model, and dancer from Long Beach, California. She's always had a knack for making others laugh and stirring up excitement among friends and family. She was recently a bachelorette on Fox's More to Love and has appeared on television shows such as The Dish, Dance Machine, and on the popular web series Dorm Life. She is now enjoying model, modeling and can currently be seen on the February cover of Plus Model Magazine. Mandy is also passionate about volunteering locally and globally. She especially loves volunteering as a performer for her faith community, Mosaic, in Los Angeles and abroad. In 2010, she looks forward to taking her new modeling career to new heights as well as her acting career. Let's welcome Mandy to the show. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. I survived the traffic today, so, you know, feeling Uh, good. Good, good. So the majority of us were introduced to you on Fox's More to Love. So remind us how far you made it on the show and tell us about that experience. Well, I got down to the final three, got to go to Hawaii and um, have the, you know, full day and night dates with um, The Bachelor, and, mm-hmm. 
but then was eliminated at the end of Hawaii. So it was a 30-day whirlwind. So why did this type of show appeal to you? Were you really, truly looking for love, or was it good exposure for your career, or what was it? (laughs) Well, I definitely wouldn't have really known about the opportunity had I not been within the entertainment industry because I submit myself on a regular basis for different um, television shows and commercials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wouldn't have found out about it. But then when so they uh, had it on the breakdowns. Yeah, it was on LA Casting. Okay. Mhm. And I thought it sounded intriguing because they um, were going for advertised women as it was advertised, and I loved that I could maybe participate in a show that would concentrate on you know healthy body image and just displaying a different size and shape in the media. Right, right. Now, on the show, I asked the same question to Charlie. I'm going to see if you answer the same way. Now, on the show, the majority of the girls in the house looked like they had low self-esteem and real desperate for a man. So was that an accurate portrayal of the women there, or was it unfair editing? I I really feel it was unfair editing. I Mm -hmm. think more than, like, more of the girls actually had very high self-esteem and a great sense of self-worth and image. Mm-hmm. I think they tended to show the clips um, more often of the girls. More. Yeah. So it was a little disappointing because I felt that, that um, I'm all about you know being authentic and making sure that you show a full spectrum, but I felt that they could have shown many more of the clips where girls were saying very positive, empowering things. Mhm. Mhm. So it was way more footage, but that wasn't shown. Exactly. No, because I mean, I had amazing conversations with so many girls in the house um, on a very regular basis for the first few weeks. So it was kind of, you know, disappointing to see it tipped so heavily to one side. Now, after it aired and you saw how it was presented to the public, were you surprised when the show? Um, was not um, accepted and supported by all plus-size women? I wasn't um, surprised because I agreed, you know, in watching it um, (laughs) completely. Um, I, you know, I had high hopes and just kind of sat anxiously waiting for it to air, hoping that they would edit it in an inspirational way. Mm -hmm. But I... I'm not stupid, you know, and I'm very aware of um, editing on other reality shows. And so, you know, I knew that there was a good chance that it might not come off as inspirational. And so, you know, I think there were moments that were inspirational. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't think the show as a whole was promoting the message that I think the plus modeling industry especially was hoping for. And if you had the opportunity to do... uh a show like that again, would you? I would, no. <laughs> Basically, no. So I at the end of the day, it wasn't worth it? You know, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that either because mm-hmm. I feel that every opportunity in, in life presents itself. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot from. And I am I am different now than I was, and I'm not, in, and not in a bad way. I'm, mm-hmm. I can see a lot more sides of, um, many different aspects of whether it's love and relationships, um, attention in the media. I mean, I've learned a whole lot of things, so I don't regret the decision. Mm-hmm. I just now knowing what I know and now having that experience under my belt wouldn't choose to repeat it. Right. So um, you already said you were pursuing um, a career in entertainment before you appeared on the show. So what other things you had um, done in the entertainment field? I've gotten to do a lot of smaller film work where I'm a supporting role or a few commercials here and there. But some of my, the biggest body of work I have is actually in live theater. Okay. So you can, like, you know, see me in plays and uh, in L.A. And um, I really enjoy sketch comedy, actually, Saturday Night Live is like my my ultimate thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Well, that's cool. And you said in, in the bio it says you're a comedian. Do you do stand-up sometimes? I have before. I currently, I've, I'm a little rustier at the moment, um, but I do enjoy, and I list comedian more as like a comedic actress okay. uh, more than a stand-up comedian. Okay, okay. Now, you won the Plus Model Magazine West Coast Model Search, which was announced mm-hmm. here live on Plus Model Radio. Now, were you listening when your name was announced? I didn't get to. I didn't listen to it live that day. I was at work, and um, I was really excited though when I got home to listen to it as fast as I could. And um, I just and I was afraid because I had um, <laughs> I was afraid to like press to the end because I thought, oh, maybe I'll miss it. So I was like waiting, you know, anxiously. And then I dragged it out till the end. I know, and I'm like, oh gosh, come on, just say it, just say it. Cause, <laughs> So, but I, and there were like little hints in there, like when Lisa Marie mentioned that, you know, now we're kind of looking at our requirements and realizing that, you know, we're we might be able to drop down the size a little bit and the mm-hmm. and the height. And I'm going, oh my gosh, is she talking about me? And <laughs> <So. laughs> she was. I know. Was winner. So since winning the model search, tell us what have you been up to? Have you been? on any go-sees yet, or have you not gotten that far yet? Well, I've been working to get my comp card okay. totally developed, so my portfolio started. So I've been on a lot of photo shoots this month, and that's been really fun. Helps, It's been helping me to just really get my feet wet and um, jump into it head first. And I've also been on um, two casting calls just mm-hmm. recently, so that's been fun. And but I, I haven't heard back from those opportunities yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking so, but forward. But things to... are is going in the right direction. Definitely, and I'm just I'm really excited to see when they can finally post some of my pictures on the web on the agency site and get the ball rolling here. So one of the photo shoots you recently did was the Plus Model Magazine photo shoot for the cover and the editorial. So yeah. what has your feedback been on that? As far as, like, maybe advice to, like... Oh, no, like okay. just the, the fans, the public. Oh, right. The, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of friends and family, of course, just congratulating me. and um, But then also, you know, quite a few people have read the article and have been very supportive of and encouraging towards me as far as really commending me for sharing so much about my story, right. um, and they've said that you know it's been helping, it's helped them in some way, or helped them to understand a friend that's going through something of, of that sort. So um, overall, awesome. the feedback's been very, very good, very positive. Awesome. And <clears throat> if anybody's listening and they haven't read your article, it's in the um, February edition of Plus Model Magazine. Just go to plusmodelmag.com. So to women listening that want to start a career in modeling, would you encourage them to enter the next Plus Model Magazine model search? Would you say it was really beneficial to helping you with your career? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, please. I encourage anyone who is even thinking about it. You just never know, and you never know, you know, what's going to come through for you. So put yourself out there because the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities you'll be able to get. And before this model search, had you really tried to model before or you really never got into it and you just was in the other parts of entertainment? When I was a child, I actually did some modeling. But since then, I haven't really, that hasn't been an area that I've tried. Um, I went on a few casting calls for plus modeling um, over the last two years mm-hmm. but wasn't concentrating on it. Um, right. Acting has been more of my focus, mm-hmm. and with more to love, and just starting to get more involved in the plus model world, um, I started to realize, hey, you know, maybe there's something here for me. So I'm right. very pleasantly surprised and um, excited to have this new opportunity. Now, do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for? Well, um, I am building my website, and okay. I do plan to have you know recent updates and news feed and blogging and all of that on there. 
so that people can, you know, just stay tuned and so I can help people right. to know what's going on with me. And that's just www.mandyminzer.com. Okay, you already have the domain name just building the site. Exactly. So it's not quite showing yet, but it will very soon. Okay. And um, until your website is launched, how can people keep up with you and book you for jobs? They can contact me um, via brand, model, and talent agency through Lisa Marie. And um, they can also come see me. I'm doing a show called Hope in the City um, with other um, – sorry, I'm like scatterbrained here. Hope mm-hmm. in the City, it's a, it's a runway fashion show in downtown L.A. on March 24th, I believe. And okay. it's on Facebook, and um, there's a few other ads for it and websites. Now, is that, that a plus-size fashion show or all sizes? All sizes. Okay. And, and you you are a model in the show, or you would production? Yeah, I will be a model on the runway. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So I, I definitely encourage everyone in the plus model world to get out there and support the event because I know that the producers behind this fashion show are very um, encouraging to featuring um, models of all shapes and sizes across the board, mm. and there's some, there's going to be some really exciting designers there. Well, awesome. It seems like your modeling career is off to a great start. Yeah, thanks. And have you been doing good, Shanice? <laughs> yes, I've been doing fabulous. Good. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Well, I... I actually got to see, you know, a little sneak peek of that photo shoot the other day, and you were rocking it, so well, thank I'm excited you. to see those come out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, and thank you for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you, and much success in your modeling career. Thank you so much, Shanice, and I really support everything that you do. Oh, thank you so much. All right, take care. Have a good okay. night. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And again, if you haven't um, seen her cover, Mandy's cover, and read her article, it's in the February edition of Plus Model Magazine. Just log on to plusmodelmag.com. Now, last but definitely not least is Gabby Gregg. Gabby Gregg started blogging in October of 2008 because she was interested in fashion journalism but had no experience. She also realized there were no magazines or blogs that catered to plus-size women in their 20s who loved trendy, young fashion, and she wanted to change that. She began to consistently blog in April 2009, and Young, Fat, and Fabulous was born. Gabby has been quoted in the New York Times and featured in Clutch Magazine, Bus Magazine, and The Daily Beast. She has appeared on television shows such as Good Morning America and was featured in a news story in a news story on fat acceptance on a Brazilian network. With each new feature, her blog would get more traffic monthly in huge leaps. By fall 2009, Young, Fat, and Fabulous had exploded in a few short months. Most recently, she has been featured on Glamour.com, in The Guardian, and Plus Model Magazine. In the month of January, her blog received over 100,000 hits, and she's hoping the numbers continue to grow. Gabby has a lot planned for 2010, and it seems that this year is going to be bigger and better than ever. Let's welcome Gabby to the show. Hi, Shanice. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so glad you're able to join us this evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, what were you doing before you um, became a plus-size fashion blogger? Well, I was actually in college. I just graduated from undergraduate school in May 2008, and um, I took some time off after that to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I majored in international relations, which surprises a lot of people because it has nothing to do with fashion. But um, I was considering going to law school. I was considering... um, pursuing journalism, I didn't really know, and so that's why I took off a few months to decide what I wanted to do and what I wanted to pursue, and I really decided that journalism, and specifically fashion journalism, was for me, so I tried um, applying to internships and entry-level positions in journalism, but 
as most people know, it's a very hard um, industry. So mm-hmm. kept getting rejected, and I thought, how can I do this on my own terms? And so that's how I decided to start my own blog. So did someone tell you that a blog was a good way to show experience, or that's just an idea you came up on your own? Um, well, I didn't know too much, to be honest, about blogging, but I had heard it was a good way to get your name out there and a good way um to express your own voice because no one can tell you no if, you know, you are doing your own website. So that's mm-hmm. where it came from. And I had been involved in the fashion online community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, when I posted my pictures, people gave me very positive feedback. And so a lot of people had suggested starting my own blog, but not until after I graduated did I start to take it seriously and think that it could be um, a real experience for me, and it definitely has grown to be something a lot bigger than what I expected, but I mm-hmm. welcome it, and it's been an awesome opportunity. Now, in your bio, you mentioned you worked on a few photo shoots for Marie Claire Australia. Now, <laughs> what did you do with them? Well, that was an awesome experience. Um, I actually happened to get it through Pure Luck, and um, my friend who works at Teen Vogue told me that Marie Claire Australia was looking for someone to help them style a photo shoot, um, and I basically was a head stylist assistant. So um, I basically did what most girls do when they're interning for magazines, which is you go to the photo shoot, um, you assist the head stylist in picking out clothes, steaming, ironing, organizing, unpacking the bags of clothing, um, labeling things, helping the models get dressed, and that type of thing. It was really, really great for me because... That's the type of work I want to do and at mm-hmm. the time had no experience doing on a mainstream scale. So now every now and then you do wardrobe styling too exactly. or you haven't so, really – go well, ahead. Well, I, I have been doing um, freelance styling on my own, but usually um, because I live in Detroit, which is not the biggest fashion mecca, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's on a more low-key scale. So I do personal shopping, personal personal wardrobe consulting and that type of thing. But I would love to eventually move back to New York and do some um, more mainstream fashion styling. Now, how did you come up with the name Young, Fat, and Fabulous for your blog? Well, you know what? I've heard of, you know, there's the blog Young, Black, and Fabulous. Yeah, I love that blog. Um, And I thought that was extremely catchy. And then I believe there's a few other clothing lines that have the words Young and Fabulous in them. So I just thought those two words definitely stick out. And um, I chose the word fat, as I've explained on my blog many times, that um, I think it's a word that plus-size women really need to embrace and kind of take back because being fat is not a bad thing. So I wanted to use that word to show the world that you can be fat and fabulous, and most people don't um, consider those two words synonymous. And I wanted to show people that they can be. So um, a lot of people have... I think the the name of my blog has actually gotten me um, farther because it is kind of shocking to hear at face value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since you use the word fat so freely, do you consider yourself a fat activist or you wouldn't go that far? You know, that's a great question because I think I've never given myself that label, but because of my blog and the fact that I do use that word, other people have definitely labeled me that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the media, whether it's newspapers or magazines, they've kind of put that on me, right. which I don't really mind, but I don't really consider myself a fat activist only because I don't really do too much activism work, which, right. you know, I'm not against it at all by mm-hmm. any means. I, I welcome that, and I'm so grateful for those women who do do fat activism, but I just run my fashion blog, and so I consider myself more of a fat fashion expert as opposed to a fat activist. Mm-hmm. Now, before you started blogging, did you have any idea what was going on in the Plus community, or as you got more and more involved in blogging, were you exposed to more of it? No, I was lucky. I think a lot of people do start their blogs without any previous experience or knowledge of the Plus community, but I was actually the opposite. Um, I was very, very involved in fat acceptance and in in the Plus Size community because I began in about, I believe, fall of 2004, um, I joined Fatinista Live Journal community, and that is what really opened my eyes to the plus-size community and the fact that there were all these women who 
were interested in fashion and who were above a size 12. So I got And so wait, that community is like a a, a message board where people yeah. post clothing pics, right? Exactly. It's very similar to a message board. Um, it's on the website livejournal.com, and they have different communities, and one of them is called Fashionista, and it's a mix of politics and fashion for plus-size women. Okay, and so, it's very popular, right? Exactly. It's extremely popular. Many different women post their outfits, but it's not just that. People post questions. Um, they give feedback for different plus-size lines, etc. So the fact that it is a message board gives – gives us the chance to converse via, you know, this online community. And I got very close with many different women, and it became a very important community to me. And I think that's where my idea for my blog really sparked. Um, because so Did they encourage people, you to start it? Yeah, exactly, and that's what I was saying earlier. So many people did give me positive feedback when they would see my pictures um, and my outfits. I got extremely like great emails, people complimenting my style. So I saw that there was this thirst out there for somebody to showcase their outfits in a public forum who, mm-hmm. you know, was fuller figured. And there were no real fashion blogs out there doing that at the time. Since then, there are a lot. Yes, of, um, tons <laughs> now. Come out of the work, woodwork. But, yeah, when I started, there were very few. I think there were some more overseas. But in terms of U.S. Fat fashion blogs, there were pretty much none to my knowledge. So, you know, I'm very happy that that's expanded, but when I started, I I was one of the first. So it's it's been a, a long ride. But So when you started started. your blog, you didn't really start from scratch. You already had a fan base yeah, to visit exactly. your blog from day one. I, I think so. I mean, it definitely was nowhere near um, what it is now, and right. I didn't expect it. To be honest, I honestly did not expect it to kind of explode the way it did, but um, I did know that there were some women online who were interested in seeing me have a fashion blog. So in a way, yes, I did start off with a small fan base. Okay. Well, that's always good. Yes, that helps make <laughs> things move faster. So how do you, um, you know, as we just mentioned there's so many blogs out right now, how do you stay um, current and popular with so much competition. And one of the things I like about your blog, like it's so simple, um, you know, it's not a lot of bells and whistles. It's just simple and clean. And how you just keep it so popular? That's a great question. I get asked that a lot um, from readers and also from other bloggers. And I think... Are they trying to get your secrets? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I don't see bloggers as competitive. I honestly... I don't think we're competing with each other because when I find a blog I like, then I bookmark it, but I don't stop reading something else because I found a new blog. I just add it, you know, to my blog roll. So I don't think we're necessarily competing, and I think um, as long as the blogs have great content, then the popularity will come, and that's what I, I like to tell people. There is no magic, you know, equation to have a popular blog. I really think it has to do with quality, and so if you're posting great content, if you're posting wonderful pictures and great clothing and you have strong writing skills, all mm-hmm. of those come together to make a, to make for a great blog. I think um, when you're just posting to get something out there or you feel that you have to or you're trying to force something or force yourself to be popular, I think readers can definitely see right through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for a fact I've seen blogs that where the writer seems to just be posting because they want to you know, be popular or post just for the sake of posting. And that's, you know, I'm trying to post more often, but one thing I will never do is post just to post. I think there's quality over quantity. So whenever I have something important to say or if I feel like I wore a very, you know, great outfit, I'll post it. But if not, I'm not going to make something up just to have content on my blog. I I will never do that. So do you take pictures of your outfits every day or just when you think it's something um, worthy to put on the blog? Exactly. Not every day at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I wish I wish I had great outfits every day, but, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm a regular person. There are some days where I'm not fashionable. Um, or more often what happens is that I recycle my clothing, of course, so I might post an outfit and I might wear the, that outfit again the next week. So I, there's no way I could possibly post a new outfit every day. I don't have <laughs> that expensive of a wardrobe. I do have a lot of clothes, but not enough to post a different outfit every day. So I just post when I feel that I have something worth saying. Now, um, 
in plus-size events. You had VIP access to Full Figure Fashion Week last year, and you were a part of the Curvy Collective. Yes. However, um, the review you gave of the event on your blog about the fashion show was heavily criticized. Yeah. And some were saying you weren't bringing unity to the plus-size community. So what are your feelings on that, or do you feel it does more of a disservice in the community to not speak up? That's exactly how I feel. I I think it's interesting that for some reason in marginalized communities, I of course I want to express that it's important to support each other. However, I don't think it's okay to just blindly support each other regardless of anything. Or whatever they do. Exactly. I think it's mm-hmm. important to want quality, and I always want quality regardless of um, whether something is plus-sized or straight-sized, I'm I'm going to like it if it's quality. And so um, what happened at Full Figure Fashion Week was that I was allowed VIP access to the runway show and to some of the other events. And I would like to say that the events were awesome. Like, I had so much fun. I am so grateful to be invited. I was so grateful to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I met some really wonderful women. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the clothing itself that came down the runway, I was not blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess when I expressed that on my blog, um, I got a lot of people telling me that I wasn't grateful and that it wasn't fair for me to get free access and then to give a negative review. And um, I personally don't think my review was completely negative. And I would that be an insult to the people that um, put on Full Figure Fashion Week, or would that be more geared towards the designers? I mean, I would think the designers, but I I said it, I was not trying to be mean by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm going mm-hmm. to be honest with my readers because I think it's so important to keep integrity when you're a blogger and not mm-hmm. just blindly say, oh, this is wonderful, because I think readers want to trust the bloggers that they're reading. So right. it's very important to me to be honest, and um, I didn't love everything, and so I made it known that I didn't love everything. I didn't say this was, anything was hideous, but I just right. said it didn't excite me and um i want more i want to see plus size designers doing more as opposed to boring a-line dresses every season and that's not the only thing we want to wear so i i think it's really important to strive for quality and to have criticism in our community because with criticism we can get better and so i hope that full figure fashion week and the designers improve over time and i'm extremely happy that it's there i think it's super important and an awesome step in the right direction, but that's not to say it's perfect. And are you still a part of the Curvy Collective, or have you all parted ways? You know, I we parted ways. I don't know if it was supposed to be a permanent <laughs> collective, okay. but as far as I know, um, I don't know if they're doing full-figured fashion. I know they're doing full-figured fashion week this year, but I'm not sure about the Curvy Collective aspect of it. I haven't heard. So as far as I know, <laughs> we're disassembled, at least for me. <laughs> So do you have any regrets with your post, or if you had to do it all over again, you would do the exact same thing? You know, I would do the exact same thing. I just, I, I don't see any problem with what I did. Um, I, like I said, I like to be honest. So, and that's how I've been since, and that's how I will continue to be. Well, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This is America, free speech. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, like I said, I just think you can definitely tell when bloggers are only giving things positive reviews because they got it for free or because they got free access to an event. And I think that really really takes away from the blog itself because you don't know when you can trust the blogger's opinion, and that doesn't make the readers want to believe you. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? I do, but I, it's top secret right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can't talk about it just yet. I have a few amazing things happening this year, but unfortunately I'm kind of on lockdown. Um, one of them, I believe, launches tomorrow. So if you follow me on Twitter, at Gabby Fresh, G-A-B-I Fresh, um, I will talk about it on Twitter definitely tomorrow. So hopefully, if all goes according to plan, it will launch, and I've been very busy working on it. So I'm excited. And you definitely have to come back when you can talk yeah, about all the new exactly. projects. <laughs> and so tell everyone your official website and how we can keep up with you. Okay, my blog is youngfatandfabulous.com. Again, my Twitter is at Gabby Fresh, and I'm on Facebook um, under Young Fat and Fabulous.
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love your your blog, and I think it's a very um, uh, not well. It can be educational, but that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> very entertaining. There yeah, you go. There you go. And I think you're um, you're very beautiful too. Are you pursuing being a plus size model? Thank you. I'm not pursuing modeling. I've heard a few people tell me I should, but it's really hard. I, I mentioned that in the Plus Model Magazine interview. I just think modeling is so much harder than people realize. It's not just about having a pretty face. So, right. But I've tried in the past. It's just, I don't know. I'm a very shy person, I guess. So Are you? Really, yeah, I am. Like People don't think I would be, but I definitely am shy. So being in front of a camera with the lights and everything is just so not me. <laughs> and plus, <laughs> I'm only 5'5", five five, which isn't to say I couldn't do it, but But you would be limited. Yeah, exactly. So not anytime soon. We'll so we're just sticking to the blog for now. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks again for being on the show, and definitely keep me posted with all your upcoming projects. I will. Thank you so much for having me on. Right, thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening, Rachel Fenimore, Mandy Munzer, and Gabby Gregg. Tune in next time and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected. Interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio's fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. And for more information about this show, visit plusmodelmag.com. And starting March 1st, you'll be able to visit plusmodelradio.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian.